0: hey Sue let's talk about books. Let's talk about books. Yes we had a a wee little overflow from the annual book show didn't we? Yeah we did.
1: So there was an avalanche of books and this is the ones that we didn't talk about on our annual book show which is podcast 118. So So this is all your fault Candice. It is.
0: I was pretty bad this year. There were a ton of books and honestly of all the many books that I've picked and wanted to look at this year for our show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's only one that was actually published in 2017. All the rest were previous to 2017. You're an antique. It's crazy. <laughs> totally crazy. Okay, my most delightful, playful, silly book was Air Plants. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <Air> Plants. <laughs> which is which I know
1: is available as both a a Kindle. Yes, Kindle and regular and a regular uh-huh. paperback yeah, copy, yeah. So, you cleverly went to a store and saw this book and thought, oh, I can get it cheaper somewhere else. And
0: I, I thought, well, I could get that on Kindle, couldn't I? Yep. Yes. I and could you, get that and, and add that right. to my amazing Kindle herbal library that includes all the practical herbalist herbal folios.
1: Yep. So these air plants are pretty cool. People have seen these before. I have killed them before. It's funny because I'm okay with orchids, but I can't do air plants, which are supposed to be easier. The yeah. Curious World of Tillandsias.
0: Yes. Talansias are the little you see them, they kind of look like these little balls of somewhat spikiness. Mm-hmm. But they're not prickly like cactuses. And they were super popular in the seventies and then they weren't so popular anymore. And now they've been coming back into popularity, at least in our area.
1: Mm-hmm. I um, just don't have enough light to to grow them.
0: Yeah, they do like they do like a, a decent amount of light, but there are some varieties that are okay with lower light. Oh, so, okay. Maybe I just yeah. needed
1: the right one. It could be.
0: Yeah. And I just, I thought they were, they're fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And yeah. the reason I liked this particular book, cause there's a few different titles on airplanes, but the one, the reason I like the one by Zenata Sengo is because she does a wonderful job of going in and telling you about like, what's the genius genus. What is the Latin name? Mm-hmm. Why is the Latin name? What does it mean? Um, having it, um, Having the la- the name, like the first part and the second part of the name. Like how it mean? tells you something about the plan. Yeah. So you're learning how right. to. Exactly. And she's not telling you just about Talanzia's there. She's telling you about this is how the system works and this is where it came from. And she tells you in such a way that is conversational, enjoyable, easy, beginner This is the kind of book that if you're not really into botany and you're just kind of beginning with plants, maybe you're like, I would have loved this book when I was 16. Yeah. You know, it was it's that that level where it's fun. It's enjoyable to sit down. It's kind of inspirational. And there's so many she's got so many cool ideas for how to incorporate air plants into your decor.
1: Yeah, that that's a nice thing. Yeah, they, I liked some of the ideas and I liked the way she had for different options about how to water them and what you'd be getting out of it and what that specific watering technique, soaking versus misting versus whatever. Yeah. That was very interesting. She clearly knows her stuff.
0: And she tells you how to fertilize them and when to do so. Right, which I never, yeah. I don't think I ever fertilized my airplane. Yeah. yeah, I have, but I think that I can do better now that I know what I'm doing. So like, <laughs> you just, like,
1: soak it in minerals or...
0: No, there's, I can't remember what the numbers are, but there's, you know, just find a... The NPK. Yeah, yeah, just find the NPK numbers that match as closely as reasonable to the ones she says, and uh-huh. you're good. I mean and you it's, just put it on there yeah, psh, psh, psh. yeah okay yeah and that's she she does a wonderful job of showing you how to how you can take care of them and how to make it really quite easy for yourself huh. so yeah that All was right. a fun book well that's a, a fun one
1: cutie woody and this one our next book and oh, so the audience you would advise that for us for beginners and yeah, for,
0: definitely for beginners and folks who don't know much about plants or plants in general or who are just particularly interested in right. talesios.
1: Or have killed them before, but really want to grow them. Want to anyway. do it right. So the next one here is The Chinese Medicinal Herb Farm, a Cultivator's Guide to Small Scale Organic Herb Production by Peg Schaefer. And boy, is
0: this a pretty book. It is a it is a pretty oh, book. It gosh. was also a book that I find kind of astounding just because I come from a Western medicine herbalism herbalism Mm -hmm. background. And um, I'm studying Chinese herbalism uh, through the planetary herbalism system. So Chinese herbalism is part of it. And I look at things like Romania where the heck am I going to get that? (laughs) And then I'm looking at this book and I'm like, oh, it's foxglove. Obviously, it's a specific type, but, you know, I've often seen people growing foxglove in their gardens and thought, why on earth would you do that? It's so poisonous. Uh-huh. I'm going to kill your dog. What? Uh-huh. Now, I'm like, oh. So you learn something about
1: digitalis, eh?
0: It's and, in here. And the thing that's huh. that's neat about it is that there's a whole bunch of herbs that we don't think of as herbs because we think of them as being the pretty plants you buy from the nursery to make your garden pretty. Oh. But you have got some problems with pretty, huh? But there, there's nothing wrong with pretty, unless you have a really <laughs> tiny space and you need to make your own herbs and you know. But, but I, I love the fact that I'm like looking at that, going, oh, I can really expand what I can do herbally in my garden. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and there's a lot. It's hard as a herbal practitioner who is not a licensed acupuncturist to get Chinese herbs, mm, even if yeah. you have studied and you're using them carefully and responsibly. A lot of um, distributors in America won't sell unless you have an acupuncture license. Really? Because they're trying to limit, yeah, because they're trying to limit who can use them because they're afraid that, like what happened to ephedra? They're afraid oh, that that's going to happen to going to screw herbs. it up. Sure. Yes, exactly. And Chinese herbs are not, they're not, I mean, some of them are really quite mild, like a nettle. Mm -hmm. But some of them are much more, you know, intense, like lobelia. And you don't just use these willy-nilly. Yeah. So they're I understand their reasoning. But as a student trying to learn, it's really hard. And I'm not going to go become an acupuncturist just so that I can learn Chinese herbs. That's ridiculous and very expensive.
1: You want to grow them and get to know them that way. And this shows you how to do that. It does. So it's a lot of specific stuff about having them in the garden and does it have zones in here too? It does. And yes. she does a
0: wonderful job of not just telling you zones, but there's like a map in the back that shows the zones mm. and climates in China and in in the USA. So you can kind of Aha. You can you can see where the climate that you live in, where what areas of China does that? equate to so which plants come from that region oh my those word, would be yes. ones that would be most likely to grow in our region that's great so and it's, I, it's neat precipitation you can, oh my word yeah it's it's really it is a very well written and enjoyable book to read mm-hmm. as well i mean that's it's the text really cool. is really it's fun yeah it's inspirational so yeah, yeah that one definitely i thought I was like a really that one that's, that's one of my faves one.
1: that was one i was kind of uh eyeballing yeah <laughs> we had that okay now we have this other one
0: on the list healing with the herbs of life by leslie tiara
1: yes and you really like the tiara group group because you're
0: i like the planetary them, tiara. yeah i love i love planetary herbology tiara. in general and i have read the way of herbs with michael tiara mm-hmm. which was good it's definitely a good book one of the things I loved about Leslie's Healing with the Herbs of Life is that it really does a wonderful job of explaining Chinese medicine theory as pertains to herbs and herbalism. What do you mean? um, Like, you know, the yin-yang, hot, cold, um, the patterns like liver heat and... Oh, Tonifying the key and all that language that we hear when we walk into the acupuncturist's office. People just
1: get thrown around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that that language and understanding that system from an herbalist perspective, it can be a bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've read things like the Between Two Worlds and the Spark in the Machine. I mean, I've read that. And those are helpful but she really makes it easy for someone who has at least a little bit of herbal knowledge Mm -hmm. she makes it really easy I think to understand well that's how the Chinese medicine patterns play out and how to use herbs with that system in mind yeah that's great
1: yeah I, I don't have the cultural background I think to understand that and I don't know that my brain works in that manner too so I'm constantly stumbling over that but being able to understand you know learn from other cultures and this tradition is long standing, you know, very successful tradition. So whether I'm using it or not to be able to understand that, you know, certainly helps me grow as a human being
0: and a a participant on this fine planet. Yes. And definitely if, if you're looking for wanting to at least just understand Chinese herbs a little bit better Mm -hmm. and, or if you're a beginning herbalist in that system, that poetic language is resonates with you this would be an excellent one to give i wish someone had told me this 10 years ago right you know <laughs> right well leslie stepped up to the plate thank you leslie
1: Tierra. yes and this one the earthwise herbal repertory a definitive practitioner's guide and this is by our buddy matthew wood we have used his other books yes before quite a bit and he does have earthwise series but this one is a little bit different than this one came out pretty recently uh, he has the Earthwise Herbal, and then the Book of Herbal Medicine, um, and then the Medicine Maker's Guide, which I think I I've um the I'd herb, use just or
0: the or Book of Herbal Wisdom. That's it,
1: or Book of Herbal Wisdom. Yeah, so I, I've I use that one just yesterday, as a matter nice. of fact.
0: Nice, yeah. Yeah, I actually have two copies of that one because you gave me your old copy that's oh. all dog eared. Yeah, you're welcome. Which is awesome because I use that too. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, flip through the dog eared one, save the yeah. good one, so it's still here in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Matthews Wood's approach to herbalism and I find he he um talks about the tradi- uses he uses or speaks often in the language of the traditional Western herbalists. Mm-hmm. So it's again that poetic language. Mm-hmm. Um This I just I thought we should include it because if you like his work, if you've got the Earthwise Herbal Volumes One and Two, or if you've got the um, Book of Herbal Wisdom, this one is really wonderful. At the back of each of those, or at the back of the Book of Herbal Wisdom, there's a small section where he talks about like if you've got a cough, you know, this is the respiratory system, coughs, and then he'll list an herb like cherry bark, and in parentheses he'll have something like dry or slow pulse yeah. or whatever it is that pertains to that particular yeah. thing and then this is the herb you should take for it you know, try this one if there's if the cough is dry try this one if the cough is wet try this right. one if there's a red complexion
1: that's something that you and I have <clears throat> talked about on our podcast a lot too some people said well I get headaches what do I do about that well what type of headaches and he's got that it, that yeah. one written down here general headaches headaches from menstrual or hormonal um, associated with liver and digestion and like you said you go through and you look at them and then they all talk more like headaches associated with light and in with indigestion and liver and this one it'll, it talks about the herb and then it goes into migraines cluster headaches sensitivity to light etc a lot more specific which i think yeah. that's that's one of the things that you and i encounter so often yeah you know people just they see a symptom and they just want to throw an herb on it and that's right. that's not how we do herbal medicine
0: well and there are too many herbs for any given symptom that could make it better or worse. There's just such a right. wide array, and this helps you narrow it down. So now you've only got three herbs to entertain. Right. And of the three, you've only got two that are available. So yes. which of the two better matches? Yeah. You know, definitely. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah.
1: And you can cross-reference it too. So you say, Well, I like this herb and look it up and they, oh, and it's actually good for this one and this one as well. So that's a good that's a good match with me. Yeah. Yep. So thank you, Math Wood. So we have this one here. Honoring the Medicine, the Essential Guide to Native American Healing by uh, uh, Kenneth Co- Cohen.
0: Cohen. Sorry. Cohen. Yes. And I, when I found this book, I've, I've looked and looked and, and read and skimmed. I've done a lot of skimming in books on Native American healing because a lot of times you end up picking them up and it doesn't really talk about the why behind any given healing technique, or oh, it just has a you, list. It'll have lists of herbs to use. The Todd did or, this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, exactly, and that's not what I was looking for. What I was looking for was a better understanding of the rationality that Native American healers use in choosing the medicines they choose. Oh, so it talks more about their healing systems. Yes. So this talks a lot about the system, how to be honor and respectful of it mm-hmm. and what it means to be a Native American healer. Wow. And there's some of... things that are like some practical how to stuff to it um, without being, you know, misappropriating culture or anything. He's very sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And I respect that this book gave me an opportunity to just get a better insight into the native american approach to medicine nice and because i live in north america on turtle island Mm -hmm. and it's the only place i've ever lived Mm -hmm. and it's the only place i will likely ever live i'd like to better understand the medicine of the land and to me the native american medicine is the medicine of the land Mm -hmm. here right so even though i have absolutely no native american in my background Mm -hmm. like probably back for thousands of years, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, see, so I have no, like, according to our culture, I have no right, but I figure I grow up here. I'm connected to this land. I'm not connected Mm -hmm. to Europe. I'm not connected to Asia or anywhere else. This is, so I wanted to at least understand. Yeah, definitely. This was a really wonderful, respectful approach. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing that we ask our patients to do is when they you know, you don't just want to throw a pill or whatever at them. You say, I need you to understand how your body works. And I need you to understand, I'm going to give you this, you know, I'm going to give you some knowledge so that you can yeah. heal better and, um, knowledge and wisdom hopefully go hand in hand and, and in, in order to make knowledge, which is a narrow perspective, um, more usable, you have to have the broad perspective, which is wisdom. Yeah. So it's, this is very important to making ourselves better healers and better patients, all right, here we go. Small space vegetable gardens. This is one that is super cute. It's a cute, it little, easy, easy palatable book. It would be a nice uh, gift for people. Like this is that uh, you've used this with yours. Yes. You have brand new beds. Yes,
0: yes. And I get overwhelmed with gardening pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So even though my space is small by my Midwestern standards in terms of the Pacific Northwest, it's not a small yard, it's an urban yard. Right. You know, but to me, it's like I have to make small spaces and just work on a small space mm-hmm. because it's overwhelming to look at the whole yard. Mm-hmm. And so this this book was really wonderful for, OK, here's some ways to work with raised beds. Here's some ways to work with, you know, small plants and, nice. and potted plants and. So it was inspirational. So
1: Andrea Bellamy is the author, and this is on another one of those timber press books. We tend to gravitate towards timber press books. Yeah, and Chelsea (laughs) Green. Yeah, Chelsea's, uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So this one has um, lovely illustrations, and it's uh, a good handful. It'd be a good thing for someone that really likes gardening, and again, they go through the different, uh, from seed to uh harvest, which is really nice at yeah. things on how to practically save tomato seeds, which I really like, and succession planting, hand weeding, you know some of the stuff that you see at the beginning of uh gardening books, you just kind of paste through, yeah, like oh yeah, stick it in ground, it's cool, and then if I have a problem, then I would go through it, but this one was a little I' would recommend just reading through it like a novel, yeah, Not it's small do. enough yeah. you can, you could do that, so yeah, uh, it's got
0: it's a nice, nice wide variety of techniques approachable it's easy to read it's a fun i mean it's like the way that she writes her writing style is very approachable mm-hmm. and palatable Yes. Nice. okay so, well, okay cool. and then the last, last one on. i think we may have talked about this book before but you know <laughs> how can you get away from the chickens you that's just right this right. is called the stories illustrated guide to poultry breeds by mm-hmm. carol icarius
1: now Icarus. that right on the front you'll see a picture of this is your Sebastopol. Yes. Goose. <laughs> the Sebastopol
0: goose. <laughs> yep. And this
1: uh, crazy haircut chicken. Yep. Um, a couple of other chicken profiles here. And then right in the middle, is that an ostrich? It is either an ostrich or an emu. Okay. Yeah. And
0: she does actually cover that in the back, back in here. She gets into some exotic She's got breeds it's
1: chickens, <laughs> ducks, geese, turkeys, emus, guinea fowl, ostriches, partridges, peafowl, pheasants, quails, and swans. Yes. I yeah over 123 fabulous birds yes so if you have a person that's even if they're just growing chickens like myself that they're gonna really love this book
0: they're fun yeah I love she has hint, great pictures family members they're beautiful pictures and then the, the 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 monographs if you will on each of the breeds is not not very long mm-hmm. it's a little bit it's, it's just enough to be like like a coffee table book. Right. You pick it up and you read a couple and you just marvel over how pretty they are and go, oh, bock, buck. Right. Yeah. You know? My uh, granddaughter and I have looked
1: through these these yeah. love breed books before just as a fun. They're fun. You know, she's yeah. seven. Yeah. Right? So she's yeah. just looking at the crazy pictures and they say, oh, this one's from Dover and this one's from whatever. And yeah. they'll have like a little niblet about them. So that makes it a lot of fun.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm not going into ostrich farming. That's not no, gonna happen for me, but it's no. fun to read about it.
0: I think my urban farm is much too small for an ostrich. Yeah. But a s- Sebastopol, sweet Annie. Uh-huh. She she's good. She's good. She's, yep. She's she's about the biggest goose I can handle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's a
1: silly goose. All right, that there you go. Uh so herbal nerd society members.
0: There's the extra. You got it. All the perfect books. Yeah. So let's read through Okay. Uh, again, real fast, so we, we have we, the Chinese medicinal herb farm by Peg Schaefer.
1: Mm. Oh, but the first one we started oh, yeah, with the
0: air plants. Air plants by Zenadia Zenadia Sengo Okay, uh,
1: and then we covered the the, Chinese, the, the Chinese, medicinal. Chinese medicinal one, and then we did Healing with Herbs of Life by Leslie Tierra, and then we talked about the the Earthwise Herbal Repertory, the Definitive Practitioner's Guide by Matthew Wood. Mm-hmm. And promptly after that, we moved into honoring the medicine essential guide to
0: Native American healing by Kenneth Cohen. Also, the small vegetable, small space vegetable gardens by Andrea Bellamy.
1: And we ended with this lovely stories illustrated guide to poultry bre- <laughs> <laughs> to poultry breeds by Carol Echinaris. Echinaris. Something. Carol Echinaris. Forgive our <laughs> mispronunciation. <laughs> yes, but we loved your book so.
0: There you go. Oh, yes, links. (laughs) Links. There will be links. Patrick, thank you. You can even just say it aloud. Yeah. Links, people. Links, people. So
1: (laughs) I think we already have a review of this last one, the poultry breeds.
0: We might have I think we might have a review of that. We will have links in the show notes for all of these books. And of course, if you want to go off and buy these books for yourself or for others, we are Amazon affiliates. And if you use our links, A little tiny piece of profit from the sale of that book will come to us. Mm -hmm. It will not increase your sale price. No. So you could support us by. By
1: buying through. Yeah. Just for the day. If you buy other things on that day as well. Amazon, Then it goes to us as well. A little little pocket change goes to us. And we appreciate that. We appreciate your support just as you're appreciating this lovely podcast.